0: Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a new format of the episode today. Today, me and Alora Michelle have a fun conversation about how to book editorial luxury weddings and then close them. She's the best and we laugh a lot. She has an amazing podcast for wedding photographers called Hello CEO. She's a Detroit wedding photographer and she has a group hybrid coaching program just like me. We both have a two and five-year-old and have been in the industry for the same amount of time. We are practically the same person. That's why we are airing this episode on both of our podcasts the same day. Hope you enjoy. Please leave me a review and go check out Hello CEO Podcast and DM Alora and say hello. Enjoy! time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone. I'm actually Carissa Wu from Carissa Wu Photography and We are doing a dual podcast today. I'm from Get A Heck Yes, from Carissa Wu, and we have the lovely...
1: Alora Rochelle (laughs) Uh, from the Hello CEO podcast.
0: Yes, yes. And we decided to be business buddies because we are both podcasters and fellow photographers, and we help the wedding industry. And yeah, we totally connected through Instagram, and we decided to do an episode together.
1: <laughs> Yay. It only makes sense because we're the same person. It's gonna like creep everybody out as we get further down because we're both threes. I love is that a stroller in the background? <laughs> oh, <yeah.
0: laughs> I didn't even know this. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll love it this. We're both of us. I got a Peloton.
1: Yeah. See the Peloton? Oh my God. That's my next purchase. And then um we both have two kids. Like it's gonna be fun. And I just I'm really excited to dive in the topics that we have lined up today. Kind of have like no notes, which I think is gonna be even more fun. This is gonna be more like a conversation versus like an interview. Um and yeah, this is gonna be great.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I guess for just both of our listeners, tell us a little bit about <laughs> you in a nutshell. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I feel like I tell this story so much, but if you don't know me, (laughs) um, so I started off like, oh my goodness. Oh, years ago, almost a decade now. I've been in the industry for almost a decade and I taught myself marketing um, because that's like the biggest thing you have is like, oh, I want to start a business. And then you're like, I have no clients, <laughs> but uh-huh. I have family members, right? So I learned how to like market, build a portfolio, and then eventually, like, went quote unquote viral ish um, in the Metro Ooh. Times here and oh, booked wow. like 20. No, I had booked 17 weddings that month. Um, and I cool. just got home from the hospital with my first daughter and I was like crying in the couch, like, as my husband says, fresh in stitches. It was great. Um, oh. <laughs> so I guess you could say like, wow. it, it was just like a really fast growth. And so I had to learn a lot of things really quickly. One, how to keep that going, like with like client experience, customer service, and then also just like systems. I had no systems. I did mm. not have a CRM. I did not have Dubsado HoneyBook. I was like, I'll just send them a contract with this PDF and fax it to me because I'm a grandma and it didn't work out. So what, when that happened, um, I was, I had like my whole life just shifted, but I was able to eventually get things together and it really gave me the push that I needed to like scale. Um, because I was forced to like, let go of editing. I had to outsource. Oh, like, you yeah. know, I have a, I have a child that is, you know, I, uh, I don't know, brand new. Um, yeah. and she required a lot of me and I was like, okay, well I can't constantly be like, I'm gonna edit these weddings. Nobody can be me. So I had to learn how to do a lot of things quickly. And I think it was better for me that way because I'm a little hard headed and I do think that probably nobody could do something better than me. And you grow three problems. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're like, yes, I agree. Yes, this is true. (laughs) So, um, yeah, after that happened, and I've been doing it consistently for years. You know, I decided to like start a podcast, help other people with the same issues that I had, or even just like how to get out there, how to get started, how to like have your your brand be known per se. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me, my story,
0: and how I got started in the industry in an explosive way. Wow. So. What year was that? And how did you go viral? And how the hell did you book? S- how did you shoot seventeen weddings?
1: Um, okay. No, so was, I months. booked them that month. God, oh, I, no, I was no oh, wow. that's like that's impossible. I don't. Yeah, even-
0: yeah. <laughs> disclaimer: I did not shoot seventeen yeah. weddings. Um, oh, you booked them? Seven- oh, yeah. That's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes. So how um, did how did you go viral? Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, uh, basically, like, uh, back then, that was, like, around – so, it was, like, what, 2017, 2018? No, it was 2017. Okay. Um, and that was when, like, Instagram business accounts were, like, getting the hang of things. Instagram oh. Stories was about to be released. So, oh. Instagram was becoming a business page. And the thing is, I actually didn't have a lot of followers. I had, like, 5K or less Um, But because of the work I was consistently putting out there, the way that I was like positioning my brand, they thought that I was the number one Detroit wedding photographer to follow on Instagram. And when you search Detroit wedding photographer, that article came out every time. So that SEO was like crazy strong for brides that year. Yes. And uh, it was great. But... Okay, enough about me. Carissa,
0: (laughs) I want to hear your story. Like, how did you get started in the
1: industry? Because I'm really
0: curious. Okay, so for my listeners, that is who was talking to Laura Rochelle. And you have to (laughs) check out her work because it's amazing and it's very high-end editorial. (laughs) She does a lot of black and whites. Um, Her couples are very elegant and very charming. Um, And it's just outstanding, consistent, just high luxury work. Um, and then for people that don't know me, for your listeners, yes. hello, CEO. Um, I, again, I'm Carissa Wu with Carissa with photography. I'm also a coach. So like we said, we're twinsies. Um, <laughs> I got started like 12 years ago. I'm from LA and I got in a, at a really good time. It was before even the wedding blogs, way before Pinterest or Instagram. Um, we had Facebook, um, but yeah, I did some bride shows. I booked fifty weddings my first year. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, so that was a shit show. Um, I got a, I got a little. I did pretty well like my beginning years. I was in high demand from right from the get go, and then I got lazy. I got cocky. I thought mm. I knew it all, and then like everyone got better than me, and I'm like, where are the inquiries at? <laughs> And there was like thousands of new photographers every day. So right. Um, so I was like, what happened? And I wasn't super on social media because those were the glory days when, you know, you don't have to compare yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. But a blessing and a curse. So I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then I had to kind of up my game, mid um, career. I started networking with like venues and vendors and getting on the ben- vendor list and um, and I guess my, you could say my style is like super like fun and vibrant and colorful and quirky. And um, my couple just love to have like, you know, be crazy and have a good time. And I guess today we're going to kind of give a lot of banter and like have conversation. But our main topic is how to book these editorial weddings. That's your, you know, your expertise. <laughs> and then my expertise I'm going to be talking about how to close these weddings. I am so excited about this.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, I love your
0: energy. (laughs)
1: I I just, I'm like, woo, it's just like building up the trailer for this. Yes. But yeah, that is interesting. So I actually, I'm actually really interested because I've never heard this kind of version of like the story because it's usually like, oh, I got started. I had a friend who said shit my wedding. But you were like, no, I was already explosive. But then I just didn't know. Like, I, I, I kind of want you to expand on your story a little bit. Like, how did you know that, well, I guess everybody was booking without you or like were your your inquiries tanked? Like, I guess- how did you know what was the problem?
0: Oh, good question. <laughs> I had to ask around, which is hard because mm. I don't really like criticism. So I would a- I asked like my little cousin because she's like cute and popular, like <laughs> 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 what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I love it. Um, I would ask around, like to poke around on my website I actually had to like compare myself again to other photographers, like, hey, was my work like not up to par? Um, I had to start doing more styled shoots, more editorial shoots, you know, getting those like really expensive, like fun dresses and like really Hmm. making my work like stand out more. Um, Yeah, people just weren't knocking on my door anymore. So I was like, what's going on?
1: <laughs> I like that you did something about it, though, and didn't just, like, drop out. You know, like, I quit. The market is saturated. I'm leaving.
0: Uh, ah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of people, like, complain and get negative. But I'm like, dude, if you're not getting leads, like, <laughs> you got to look at your portfolio, honestly. <laughs> it's time, baby. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I guess you could give some tips to our listeners of – how you kind of like got started with the editorial high-end weddings because people, you know, are very intimidated by it. Um, how you yeah. knew you wanted that market and how you really went for that market and, you know, really flourished in that in that market, which is very hard to do.
1: Really? It's really hard to do? Um, okay. I'm not trying to make it sound so. easy or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like- no, I know you did it like really fast, but I think for some people – like me, they get in that space where I'm like, I'm not good enough. Mm -mm. Um, I don't deserve it. You know, Mm. who am I to be even be on a venue vendor list? Um, Mm. Those brides intimidate me. Those weddings intimidate me. Those planners intimidate me. So Mm. it's kind of like, what was your mindset behind it? Were you just always like a natural badass?
1: (laughs) I, okay. So that's why like I do a lot of my episodes on mindset because, I actually didn't realize that I didn't have mindset issues. I don't know if that sounds weird, but, like, I always thought I could do anything. And when I couldn't, then I was like, I'm awful.
0: But... (laughs) Um, no, that's amazing.
1: I Well, is it? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to explain, but like, I don't know. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So mm. my dad would always tell me to stop working for other people, stop working at this retail place, stop doing that. You're not going to make enough money. Like, you know, the best job is an entrepreneur, you know, the sky's the limit. So I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I can do this. I can do anything, you know? So, but, wow. but, you know, when you start raising your prices, oh. that's when you get kicked back, like. Ooh, you know, I don't think I'm actually worth this much. Or the most popular one that I hear is like, well, I wouldn't pay that. So I'm not going to charge that. And I'm like, girl,
0: Uh, you are mm -hmm. not
1: like, you're not your ideal customer. Like you are, but you're not like, Mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. our clients invest way more into things than we do because that's just how it works. I mean, unless you're okay with like that perfect average, you know, investment of weddings and like that you guys could like go to coffee together. My clients are a little too busy for that, but um I honestly like you have to do that that client avatar thing just to see who you really wanna work with. Yes. I don't say stay there, I don't say be strict about it and be like, I'm not hiring them because they don't shop at Madewell or they don't, you know, uh-huh. don't have a YSL purse, but I'm saying like just knowing what you re- like who you really wanna work with and why is a yeah. big one. Um, but for me, I have always been drawn to fashion. I actually studied mm-hmm. it like in high school and college. I used to always like take out magazines and just, I actually, that was what taught me how to pose people. I used to study oh. like, I know I sound old, like magazines. I studied because there was no Pinterest, you know?
0: <laughs> I still read magazines, so.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. So- I would cut out like magazines and I would try and I would even like emulate it in the mirror. And then like I would learn how to communicate that to like the people that I was posing, a.k.a. my sisters and cousins. But that taught me how to be really good at posing um, because actually, you know, you find out the editorial bit that they actually like to be directed a little bit. Yeah. uh Not all uh the time. But they want to know you know what you're doing because uh, if they get if they stand there and they're extremely expensive custom made tailored gown and you're like um, jumping each other's back they're like no <laughs>
0: <laughs> I totally get you that's hilarious
1: okay and like I've done it all like I have so I didn't start out editorial though like I've always been drawn to it but the it didn't really exist it was either like very very traditional. Or like uh, dark and moody, like light and airy, dark and moody. And so I like the in-between, so I actually never fit in. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be light and airy for two years. And I didn't like it. Everybody was overexposed. I felt bad. I was like, oh, no, skin tones are green. And so I was like, let me go to dark and moody. Dark and moody is super warm. Everybody's Uh got jaundice. It's fine. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had jaundice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like me. i'm still very yellow <laughs> that's
1: what my mom always tells me like don't make me like make me look olive alora i'm olive i'm like okay i got this um who like took me out okay so so I then i finally found like the in-between and i was like okay let me study like cinema Cinema Mm. is like my go-to for sure. And I was like, let me be, I'm just going to study this. I'm going to tear apart these movies, look at the colors, look at the lighting. And so that is really what what took my entire business to the next level. And you know what it was? Because I wasn't fitting in a box anymore. I was like, if this is what I love, and I love magazines and I love cinema, I'm just going to do that. Like I'm, I'm leaving the box. And so- Co- turns out that L.A., of course, is always ahead of us Midwesterners over here. Uh-huh. You guys were already like they they exclaimed this new genre called editorial. And I was like, oh, that's me. That's who I've been like all along. Are you kidding me? Wow. And I was like, OK, great. Cool. Like challenge accepted. So I dove head on, you know, and I just I don't know. I mean, it's hard to explain. That's such a long story. Like, no, I, like I love I, it. I mean, it was, but I just, um, I don't know. So like, that's what I teach like my students at least is that Uh like you really need to dive deep in and figure out like who you are and what you want to do versus looking at your competition and Mm. be like, oh, I could never be them. You're right. You can't and you're not. So do you, you know, like look inside and find your secret sauce, your brand magic. And I promise you, you're going to be so much more confident behind that and you'll probably have less mindset struggles because you're not trying to be so-and-so on Instagram, you know? Mm,
0: I was going to ask you, so were you trying to be like a fashion designer?
1: I wanted to, actually. Okay. Yes, Okay. I so did. you
0: wanted to be a fashion designer and you're going to school for it and it didn't like pan out or you just kind of found wedding photography instead?
1: Okay, my story story. Yeah, so I actually wanted to go to school for fashion design, but – I was told, you know, due to that, uh, did you take that, like, personality career test, like, in high school?
0: You know, I you're so into test. Oh, my gosh. I saw me yesterday. Yeah, I did. And,
1: <laughs> and there was, like, people saying, who else got funeral director on that personality <laughs> quiz? I was, I was crying in the car. <laughs> that is but so bad. I got web designer. And I really, oh. and then I think fashion designer was, like, third. And I was like, oh, great. As a designer, like, I'm down. So I went to school for that. And I go to college and everybody in that class was a man and they were really old. And I was like, nope, this is not my vibe. Like, uh-huh. I, no. And so I was like, I think I'm going to switch my major. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is yet, but I'll just take a bunch of psychology classes or whatever. And um, they're like, well, we have this photography like elective open. It's an easy A. Everybody loves it. And I'm like, oh. okay, cool. Got, you know, the teacher used to like shoot with Michael Jackson. I'm down. So, yeah, that class, very true, easy A, lots of trees and grass and flower shots. Later, my teacher's like, you should, um, you know, do weddings. And I was like, (laughs) Bill, there's no money in weddings. (laughs) Like, you know, because I know my friends who like did weddings for $50. I'm like, there's no (laughs) money in this. And he's like, no, it's a a career. I promise you. Like, people are doing this. I've done it for years. You can make a pretty good book. And me working at Wendy's, you know, I'm like, hmm. smelling like uh, fish oil every day. I was like, oh, you know, that is, let, like, let me try this. So I um, made a website on Wix, and I said, let's do this. Uh, you got this pink and baby blue branding, and you did this font in Google Docs. Like, let's go. Let's Actually, it was Word Doc because Google Docs did not exist. So Word documenting. and I screenshot it, and I said, that's it. Allura Shell Photography is in business.
0: <laughs> nice. I use Wix, too. That's so funny. <laughs> it's very scrappy. Wix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that! When I was a kid, like peop- my mom would always ask, or like that job that the kid always says, I was like, "Fashion designer, fashion designer." Mm-hmm. But I never, I, I never really experienced the whole fashion world. But that's really good. Like, I re- I think it really helped you like tap into that editorial look.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's not too shabby. I feel like it comes natural though because it was like something I I wanted to do. And so, like, it just turns out that, like, now, instead of designing, you know, clothes, my brides have, like, really gorgeous statement dresses, you know? Yes, yes. And I'm, like, I get to live through this career, through weddings, and it's fun. And, yeah. So, okay. But, like, (laughs) Krissa, what got you into learning about sales?
0: Ooh, great question. I think when – like I said, when I was not doing very well in my business, I had seven meetings. And you help, You know how hard that is to get like those mm-hmm. seven meetings. Um, I got the meetings, I sat down with them for an hour or whatever, cleaned my office, anxiety all day about it. And then they, then they said no, or ghosted me or whatever, went with another direction. And I was like, so sad, like almost like went into depression. And like, my friends were saying like, Oh, maybe you should work for another photographer, blah, 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 you know, get a Jeez. job, which I would never do, which is because once you have freedom, like you'll never go, you back. go back. Yeah, though. never. <laughs> like, literally like prison. So yeah. I was like, heck no. So I had to figure it out. So I guess I hired a money coach, I hired a sales coach, I took all these courses, sales, sales, mm-hmm. sales. I don't teach posing because I've always been good at posing. I was a dancer my whole life. I struggled with sales. I' uh, so super awkward. I'm just, you know, pretty shy, and so I had to over- overcome my fear of sales. And that's kind of why I teach it.
1: Okay, because I was going to say everyone is afraid of sales, and like, can you? I'm not afraid of sales because my dad's a salesman too. So like I was so used to being like, hey, you want this thing? It's really great, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, if they don't want it, they don't want it. But Mm. can you like break down the process? Like just like for me, like what comes up like or what used to come up when you would talk, like when people would say sales or when they'd be like, "Um, well, you're not doing this, you need to do this. Like what is the fear behind sales really?
0: I think my fear the most was not understanding how to communicate to the couple's. Mm. because you know I remember like people would even hire me and they would ask me the question all these questions about the wedding and I'm kind of like dude I'm just there like (gasps) I'm gonna be there like photographing your wedding like like I can't (laughs) articulate everything that happens in a wedding because I was just too new so now you know once you experience weddings you know like weddings like everything that's gonna go down like hey, you better give your, yourself some wiggle room after the makeup because you had to put on your sphinx, you have to tip the vendors, you have to fix your eyeliner, you have to go to the bathroom, like all these little things that you, you know and you would never understand. Like, hey, you didn't give yourself enough time for driving or like, who are you guys going to caravan? Or are you going to take a limo? Like, how about the parking situation? Like, you know, like all the like nooks and crannies of a wedding. And I just it's scary. Like if you're new, you just don't know like what to say to the couples or like how to sell yourself and like going back to your, you know, perfect client avatar. Like who mm-hmm. even are you as a photographer and like, why should they choose you? Why do you stand out? So I think that's the biggest struggle. Just being like intimidated, intimidated by the conversation.
1: Yeah. I feel like that is just, and it's like, I, maybe it's cause like you don't know what you don't know because yes. nobody talks about sales. Everyone just talks about Marketing or branding, or you just need an LLC, or you just need to have this and that, and it's like you need a good Instagram, but no one talks about. So once you have these clients, like what in the world are you going to do with them? Or if something's not working, it doesn't mean you're a bad photographer, right? Like mm, that. Totally. When I hear a lot,
0: yeah, you could be a good, great, have a great portfolio, and then be getting the leads, and then maybe send your price list, and you know, you hear crickets, and you're like, why? So I guess Mm -hmm. it comes down to my approach is different from other people, but the main chunk of it is getting on the phone or a Zoom call with your potential clients and having that conversation, like understanding their likes and dislikes and, you know, asking photography related questions, breaking down walls, showing your personality, getting to know them, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) But so after I get the inquiry, um, I actually like text them right away, like literally right away. And I get them on like a 10-minute phone call, usually with a bride, sometimes a groom. And I just kind of like, it's very basic, but I'm pretty much have my like star personality on and just very super excited for them. And I do have good energy. Um, I can't say I had good energy when I just had the baby, you know, it's like even hard to put on that happy face, you know, when you're postpartum. Yes, so yes. Now, you know, I got my groove on. Stella's got her groove back type of thing. Um, but when I get that them on the call, like I'm literally like, woo, you know, like jumping up and down for them and just kind of getting to know them. And I think at the end of the day, they feel like they could trust me and they feel like I'm gonna take care of them. And that's like the mm. big the big thing. Yeah. I
1: feel like <laughs> I feel like client experience goes a long way too. Like I'm learning with the shift of like the rise in photographers and then kind of like the rise and like coaches is that clients now have so many options. I think they're looking more, like even though they love a brand or they love your work, I think they're looking also for a personality fit as well. Like mm. what do you think about that? Like if totally. I've heard, I've had a bride call me in a panic. and was like, I don't think, like I just had this amazing photographer. I loved her stuff. And, um, but I, I got on the phone with her and like, I just, we did not vibe at all. And mm. I just knew that I couldn't like hire her or she couldn't handle my family or she couldn't. Mm. And I was like, whoa this is new. Like, I feel like brides know the game now. So it's yeah. like, like you said, we just have to step it up and kind of analyze like, hmm, something might not be working anymore. You might have to learn sales. You might have to learn client experience. You know,
0: it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm not like a sales expert or like sales psychology expert. It's just, you know, after we talked to thousands thousand of brides, we, we kind of <laughs> understand <laughs> yeah, that really basically. well. Like I go to a bar and I'm just like, what's your love story? You know, just, just i it's just the conversation that I go to because I'm so used to it and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good at it. I'm like, I ask the follow up questions, you know, the proposal story, and I'm interested. And, mm-hmm. you know, how many guests uh, are they going to do first look? And why is wedding photography important? Stuff like that. I just, yeah. I love talking about like the whole love story part. Um, but I was going to ask you, like, do you send your prices out and then just um, wait for them to like book a call or what's like your process?
1: Ooh yeah, nope. Um, <laughs> I do send them a little bit of like a pricing proposal, but um, higher end clients are very much into custom proposals. Oh, they're not really intrigued by a pricing guide. So okay. Like- well, I don't want this, but I want this and I want to triple this. Mm -hmm. And then you say, oh, well, this is the only thing. That doesn't work, okay? They're like, all right, cool, I'll find somebody else. Like, you obviously don't care about me. I think luxury clients, they want to know that they're taken care of. And so like we teach about a luxury client experience um, just because I just feel like from the beginning, If you don't answer their questions before they ask, they're already asking questions in their head. Mm. Like you got to think about luxury brands and like the way that they approach things. And when you walk into like a certain, I don't know, Von Marr or something and like the way that they treat you, you know, there's a piano playing in the middle of the room, you know, it's like, (laughs) wow. Like, I belong here, you know, and even if the client isn't necessarily quote unquote luxury, people, everybody wants to feel that way. And Mm. so for me, I do offer that, but I, I make it very clear that I am here to serve you. Um, you know, anything you need, let me know. I will custom anything. And like, I have like email scripts and all that jazz, mm-hmm. but like I have a process and mm. that process has like, I think my customer service and personality like books me the leads as well. Um, just because like I said, you can't, I don't know, you can't really become a different personality. And so it's kind of nice to be able to track people that just like get it. And they're like, Oh, we want her. Like, she's the one we'll make our budget work. You know, we've seen her accolades. Um, so many things, but yeah,
0: that's my no, you Okay, first of all, you do have a great personality, I have to say. You make me feel very comfortable, you're hilarious. Um, and when you talk about yourself on Instagram, it really does show your personality, it really does. Um, I can't do this right now, <laughs> no, like your confidence. And when I, you know, putting the photo with the, the, uh, the caption, um, you come off as like, you know, you really know who you are. And I think that was instilled by, you know, your your dad or your mom from <laughs> saying you could do anything. So, Ugh. yeah, it really it, you really shine on your social. And then when you meet you, it's just like a, you know, heck, yes. Obviously. Fit. Yeah. You're
1: so cute. No, you're the same, though. I feel like you're so like bubbly in your photos. And I was like really excited to talk to you. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to make me laugh. And you already have so many
0: times. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yay. laughs>
1: Same, same. Feel the
0: same. <laughs> okay, let me tell one more thing about the sales call. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like a little album viewing, which really helps. So I mm-hmm. pick my favorite album and I walk them through it. Like on, I put it on Canva, so I like share the screen and I kind of just ask them questions as I go through the album. Like, are you, nice. you know, are you guys big dancers? Are you? um tell me a little bit about your family dynamic, you know? And Mm -hmm. then at the end, I really ask, like, if I do get them on a Zoom call, um, which some of them really like, then I ask them really powerful questions, like, at the end, like, what do you love most about each other? Um, It may come off as kind of intimidating for some newer photographers to ask those type of powerful questions. But I think because I've been doing it so long, like – I don't even have to preface it. I just ask.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I understand. I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, it gets people like off their their guard, and they kind of let their guard down.
1: Yeah. So, can you talk a little bit about albums? Because I know, and that's probably another thing with selling. They're like, "Well, I don't know where to get started. I don't want to. I don't want to push it. I just want to be cool. I don't. They don't even need an album. They'll just print one on Shutterfly. Blah blah blah. And I've I've heard it all. But I'd love to hear yeah. like, your perspective.
0: Yeah, I do hype up the album. I say like, I know the your wedding better than anyone, and I actually care about your photos more than you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I tell yeah, I tell them like, trust me, you're not gonna make this type of album on Shutterfly, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is different. Like, these albums are like flesh mount. They're um exactly curated to tell your story. It's like oh. perfectly edited. Um you literally have it forever, like passed down to generations from generations, like you need Mm -hmm. the album. So really hype it up. Um, Like you could print your photos, but the album is like your true like wedding story. And, you know, marriage is really tough. You have ups and downs, but you could Mm -hmm. always go to your wedding album or wedding video and be like, that was like, when we were like, freaking babies the best yeah (laughs) babies yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) looking at your photos like wow we were super hot and you didn't even know it back then
1: (laughs) you didn't even know it. I would like point to that I'm like appreciate this girl okay who took a chance on you Um, I love that honestly and you know what I think too about um like sales is and that's another thing that like you have to reframe it because really all sales is is just you were just like explaining the value there was no there was no buy now nineteen ninety nine, call one eight hundred so and so and then get free shipping and handling. Ah, that's that's nice. what we're used to, you know? You're like, no, this is you guys are beautiful. I I care about this, it's hand curated. Like there's so much of value there. And they're like, Well, if she says it's great, then it has to be. Like it's just that simple. I got in the last like two or three days, 18 inquiries.
0: What the heck? Hey guys, you all know me. I'm Carissa Wu and I'm a coach for wedding photographers. I've also been a wedding photographer for over a decade, so I've been through it all. I was a shy, awkward girl and I've come so far. I'm now beyond passionate about helping wedding photographers not struggle how I did for so many years. It was six years into my business, and I was so tired of being ghosted, nickel and dimed, and hearing the dreaded words, we went a different direction. I also knew I needed to find a way to not rely on referrals or paying $350 a month for the knot to get my leads. I didn't want to have anxiety about when my next payday was going to come, and I wanted to scale my business. Fast forward to now, I created my very own stack system to help wedding photographers get constant leads and master the dreaded sales call and get a heck yes in 24 hours or less, and charge more than 4 5, 6 K. No more waiting around, guys. This is our livelihood, our artistry, and our passion, and we deserve to be respected, valued, and paid for what we are worth. I've helped so many wedding photographers. Watch my 20-minute masterclass all about lead generation and closing the sale. The link is in the bio. You don't wanna miss out on the wedding boom, and you don't wanna miss out on booking your calendar for 2022. It's engagement season, guys, so you don't want to miss this. See you guys soon. Yeah, you could up the value. Like when they have the album and the package, like I do a three-tier package and custom proposals too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but when, when you hype up the album, it makes like the value of this package, like like a 5, 6, 7K package, like more like, mm-hmm. oh, we need this. Not like, oh, my God, like, why are we spending so much? What is it even worth? You know, mm-hmm. like, you really have to hype up the value of like the album, like no one could do this for you. Um, yeah. And yeah, just be, being able to talk about like, why you're different from other photographers or why you stand out like your perfect bride, because, you know, you're interviewing them just as much as like, they're interviewing mm-hmm. you. So you have to have that mindset. And the mindset that it's just a conversation, um, getting to know each other. And it's not like scary. So that's why I love like talking to my brides. (laughs) And you have to like people.
1: You have to like people if you're in this business, by the way, because like (laughs) Chris is putting it very simple. You know, it's like you're going to have a lot of communication with them. Like you are their photographer. You're literally capturing their entire love
0: story that's supposed to last forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen photographers that are introverted and they could get away with it, but you have to be able to communicate that through your copy too. Like you're more like the fly in the wall and more like all candids, all photojournalistic. Like you don't have to direct, but you have to find like the client that wants that. Like I'm very directive and you know, I could be, you know, paparazzi lens when I have to, but for the most, most part, like they're definitely going to see me. So they have to vibe well with me.
1: Yeah. I totally get that. It's just, it's a very front facing, but then there's also a lot in the back end. Like there's, there's a lot that has to like get this going to be profitable and smooth, but it's totally worth it. And I feel like if you love, you know, weddings and you love, love and you love people, I think that it it's, it's the perfect, I don't know. It's the perfect end all be all. It's, it's a great business to be in.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, so how did you go from like um you said baby blue or pink like wig site to um you know closing like these are booking these high-end luxury clients Mm -hmm. that have like couture dresses like what was the biggest struggle with that like your mindset did did you have any imposter syndrome and how did you overcome that Ooh,
1: girl, she's over here taking off my sweater. Yes, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, So, going, when you like go from the average price, and if you like Google search, what's the average like photographer wedding investment? And you'll see it's like, you know, two to 3K or something. So, when you jump from that and you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna triple my prices. It's fine. The the leads will come. (laughs) And your mind will be like, uh uh, like you're not that good. (laughs) Um, Do you even know what a luxury brand is? You know how are you even going to track these people? Because like you, I feel like it's just like a that anxiety thing. Like what if there's never enough? You know there's never enough. I could never. So and so is better than me. It might not be for me. And all of that. I as I always say, in my six figure mindset episode, is that it's just your mind protecting you. Mm. Then none of that is true. You haven't even put in the work to see if it could work yet. So my whole thing is if you hear anything and you and you're like it's like telling you not to do something. That's the thing you got to do, man. Listen. Oh. Jump in.
0: I got to listen to the episode. I <laughs> I spent it like a same like uh, income for a long time because in my mind I thought that advancing mean pain like in my mm-hmm. income. And I listened to a lot of like Jim Proctor, like I was just like uh YouTube random like money searches, money mindset yeah. searches and it was like a millionaire even if they lose all that money, like, it's pretty easy for them to, like, get it back the next year um, through a different business just because of their mindset. Or if, like, everyone's bank account was wiped zero, probably the next year it would be, like, the same amount that they made because it's just, like, our mindset. So it really, like, struck a chord with me. And Mm -hmm. I did a lot of, like, mindset, money work um, during the pandemic because I was, like, not doing anything. And, yeah, what I learned about myself was – when I thought about growing like, um, better financial, um, income for myself, it mean a lot of pain growing and guess what? It was a lot of pain. <laughs> I actually, um, hired a coach and I really pushed myself to do the coaching thing, to scale it, to have the group course, um, not do things my own way, like have the system that someone else is already doing it. It was very painful, um. Pretty much like mental breakdown, 2021. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because it was like I was literally trying to make it work so bad um, Mm. for that year or less than a year. And it was really hard because you have to give up a lot of like your free time. Um, You know, with two kids, it's a a lot harder, you know, shifting around, trying to do the podcast, the photography, the coaching, you know, um, learning. Uh, getting coached, you know, coaching people, doing things for free, starting a new business system, different target market. Like it was really, really tough. But at the end of the day, like I'm literally a new person because of it. And my mindset shifted from like the six figure mark to much higher.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I mean, I keep forgetting that we're moms. We haven't talked about our kids once, but (laughs) Ah! I (laughs) – But it's true because it's like we have a limited amount of time that we can do something. And growing a coaching business is like a world within a world within a world. Mm, Like Totally. Becoming an educator is not just doing a mentorship program. It's not that. – it is a million other things. But I think you learn how to manage your time and you learn how – at least I have learned that I have to be my biggest cheerleader no matter what. Like nobody Mm. else is – what did Mel Robbins say? Like, no one's coming. I tell my husband that no one's coming. Like, no one's coming to get you. You have to push yourself. Oh, he's like, oh my gosh, that's awful. I'm like, you have to remind, like nobody else, If when you're an entrepreneur, no one's checking in on you. to be like, hey, did you do that contract? Yeah, did yeah, you yeah, sign yeah. up for that course? No. They're like, here's what you paid. I hope you, it's like college, right? The-, yeah. the professor's like, listen, you already paid me, so... <laughs>
0: yeah you better show
1: up and do the work and so the same thing is for us like we have to learn how to do that in less amount of time so like mad mm. respect to the girl for doing it especially through the the breakdowns and all that stuff because it is really hard and the pandemic didn't help us very much
0: mm. having them
1: 24 7 I was pregnant so I was crying left and right I didn't know if the world was on fire or like if I was gonna have the kid at home like it was crazy
0: but uh we made it yeah I have the same we were the same five we're the same. Okay. yeah yeah <laughs> We're the oh same my person. God. Well, it's creeping me out. It really is. Like, I love it so Wait, much. No. Though. Wait, when did you start your coaching program? Um, So
1: I actually just started it in January.
0: Oh, nice. Congratulations. Baby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's going to take off. Oh, my God. It's, it's... Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What, what's been the biggest struggle? I'm sure there's many, but what do you think it is?
1: In terms of uh, coaching or in terms yeah, of... Yeah, like, or just the like experience? the transition from
0: like photographer to coaching and Whoa. what
1: percentage you want to be? at. Okay. So I think the thing about wedding photography business, if we can just get raw and real here for those that aren't interested in growing a coaching business, I guess, turn off your ears, but it's like wedding, you, the wedding business can really be almost an autopilot. Like the workflows, the emails, all that stuff can auto send. You hop on a call, more workflows, auto send mm-hmm. And that's like, and then you show up and then more workflows and auto send mm-hmm. right? That's it. But for the coaching business, like I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and it'll be great and I'll be successful. And it's like, nope, you got to do this. Okay, I'm going to do that and it's going to be great and nope, you got to do this. And then you have to invest in this person and then you have to learn about money mindset. Then you have to learn about sales. Then you have to learn about this. And then you have to learn how to be a good leader because you have a team. And I was like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it was to the point where I would like go on walks and just be like, all right, Galore, you got this. Like, don't give up. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm giving up. I'm just going to be a photographer. I can't do this anymore. But oh, I love it's, it. it's a lot of work. It's it's real. It's raw. Like anything new, I feel like it's going to come with a new set of challenges and obstacles. And you just have to like pre like reframe your mind be like, all right, this, this is going to be crazy. But if you believe in yourself, you can do it. Because like I said, no one's coming.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like the... You build it, they will come, but it's, like, no one will come. No one will come. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's, like, you build it, but nobody's coming. Yeah, you're, like,
0: where are the people at? (laughs) Yeah, and that's, like, another
1: thing is you're going to have to learn your marketing strategy changes. You're not bringing in client, like, brides anymore. You're bringing in students, you know. You're bringing in people that um, are, doing like, struggling with the thing that you struggled with 10 years ago. So then you have to – it's just – With anything, like I said, comes with a set of challenges. But you're doing it. I'm doing it. We have two kids. It's happening. Can I tell
0: you my little epiphany? Please. Please, please. Um, Okay. So I've done it all. But I think my biggest shift was you have to kind of change the mindset of photographers and have like your one signature way that you teach. Um, like mm. we could kind of teach it all because we've been in the game forever. We could do blogging, we do Pinterest, SEO, you know, how mm-hmm. to make a caption, reels. But, um, you need your like very like signature, like approach to something. And like the first thing you you have to like change the mindset of the photographer, like, Hey, maybe like you don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, you could go, jump from zero to high end clients, like your first year, like shifting their mindset, like they mm-hmm. can do it. Um, and then you have to be like, okay, this is my signature method of doing mm-hmm. something, you know, A, B, C, D, being really able to communicate that and not not being like too confusing. And then obviously the clothes, which I love, <laughs> asking for the sale.
1: <laughs> is there like a signature method? Like, what do you call that?
0: You could call yours, you know, like the CEO. Um, <laughs> The CEO luxury brand photographer, signature method, and you have your approach. um, (laughs) Mine's kind of like how to get leads on autopilot type of thing. Oh, I love uh, that. Lead machine because it's kind of like we all are evolving like as photographers. Like Mm -hmm. obviously wedding photography is like the best job in the world. But it's like when you see the money coming in and when you start booking, you're most likely just going to get better and better. But, you know, people struggle the most with getting the clients.
1: (laughs) Yes. When you step into the industry, you have no idea, like, how to communicate to those people instead of being like, hey, I have a mini session. Sign up in this link. And I'm like, where are the people? Oh, my goodness. And it's like marketing is like a lot more. Like, I thought marketing was a simple term. And then I come to find out it's actually the branding, the marketing, the client experience, your website all of it. I was like, yeah. it's an entire process. Like marketing's not like, oh, how do I get clients? It's like, uh-uh, boo. There's a five-step process here. Like you have to first get your mindset together because you're right. You ain't right. Like you ain't going to be right for a minute yeah. <laughs> and just know what's happening. And then, you know, figure out who you are and then figure out like how to communicate that now that you know who you are. And then like, that's the part with the marketing is that it can go a million different ways. And so, mm. yeah. Yeah. For sure, but I, I like that um, I like that ours like definitely play into each other. It feels like we have a like a whole twelve month program combined. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: so interesting. I would wanted to ask you like, say you're a new photographer and you're trying to figure out like who you are as a photographer. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where do you start? Do you just start like jotting down notes or like asking your previous clients like? Um, what they thought of you, or how Mm -hmm. would your friends describe you? Like, say someone that is multifaceted and likes everything. Like, I like garden, I like beach, I like hipster, I'm colorful, I like monochromatic, I like moody. Like, Mm -hmm. how would they go about to just to kind of like, figure out who they really are? And how, how do we encourage people to like, really understand that the riches are in the niches? Mm.
1: Yeah, because I feel like when you're talking to everyone, you are talking to no one. And I was Mm -hmm. against that for a while, to be honest Mm. with you. I was like, "Um, no, because the more people you talk to, the more people you reach. And it's honestly because there's so much noise and I'm not saying the market is saturated mm. because it's such a common term. But I'm saying is that if you don't stand out and you aren't the go-to for a specific reason, no one's going to hire you. Mm. Like, let's say I had like I had a thyroid issue after I had my son, which is why I'm done having kids. God bless me. Mm. And I had to see an endocrinologist. I could not see a family doctor. I couldn't see a pediatrician. And so I kind of you got to think about like people that have specialties what is your specialty? Now, if that's, I feel like once you get the marketing machine going, it makes sense to niche down, of course. But if you're like, I don't want the noise. I want to niche down right away and book higher-end clients. Like, you, go you, okay? Because, like, we all need that in our life. But for, like, my process is I do a lot of, like, inner work. And it's mm. I have this, like, I have this big Google Doc. I mean, it's super long, but it's called a Deep Dive. And, like, we dive into – I can just give you, like, three questions off the top of my head. The first one is kind of like, like, who are you, what do you do, and why do you do this, right? Why do you even like what you're doing? Mm -hmm. What What is, like, the most important thing that you capture, like, on the wedding day to you? right? Mm -hmm. How does this connect with your why? And so you just keep writing those things over and over and over. And then you look back. And so I said, now look at this entire document that you filled out these pages and pages. And I'm like, what are the common themes? Like what, what, like, when you look at this document, like, what are you drawn to? Or, like, what don't you like about what you're doing? You know? So, like, just even – because, like, that can let you know the kind of clients you don't want to work with, even, like, right away if you don't want to make an avatar. So, I do a lot of inner work and just, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And yeah. why do you want it? Um, And so, once we go through that, then, like, we hop on a group call and we, like, talk through – their design? What are you drawn to? We come up with like a very custom mood board with each student. And so they're able to be like, I am shooting things that I don't like. And now I know why mm. I wanted to quit the industry. And I'm like, you've been attracting it because it's all you show. And it's just like we having those breakthroughs and realizing yeah. like for me, I was uh-huh. in a box. Like I was in all these different niches and I was like, I don't, I don't think photography is for me. Like I can't get it together. I don't like, I don't feel fulfilled. And like, and of course it's not always about me, but you know, if you're going to drive yourself because no one's coming, you got to at least like,
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no one's going to get here. <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's like kind of the, just like a little bit of a sneak peek into the process of like how we un like, just go through those layers. But yeah, I mean, of course you can like a million things. I love, I love a ton of things that are bright and colorful. I have like, I think a sheep thingy hanging up here that looks like a boho thing. I don't know. I like modern mid-century. I, I love it all. I like things. <laughs> so I'm not saying that like, oh, this is not a part of my life. I just know the kind of clients that I want to work with and the kind of stuff that I want to put out for my business. Um, and sometimes it can be a little separate, you know? I mean, you aren't completely your business, 300%. You can have an identity on your own.
0: Yeah, I love, I mean, I had a lot of aha moments in your answer, so great job <laughs> on answering the question. That's very insightful, and I think you break it down in, like, a very easy way. Um, okay. I think the last five minutes, can we just ask each other some, like, fun, rapid-fire questions? Okay. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Um, I guess the first one for you is, what do you think the hardest thing about being a wedding photographer
1: is? Hardest struggle for wedding photographers? Wow. Mm, I actually would just say like standing out in this industry because the market is saturated. That's a common,
0: common theme then for this episode.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I can't do this because I don't this. Or it's like very just much like a lot of objections dealing with who they are as a person without looking at it as a business. And that's like It could be, I don't know. It's like a strength and a weakness I have, but I look at things like a business all the time. I'm like, this is not personal. This is not personal. This is business, like step away. And some people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so invested. And I'm like, yeah, but your business isn't literally like who you are. It's a part Mm -hmm. of who you are. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just having to like have that clear line and be like, okay, it's like seven o'clock, six o'clock, whatever. I'm done with work. I'm going to go be a person now. I'm no Mm -hmm. longer, you know what I mean? Like I'm signing off like regular people. So.
0: I mean, that's but, a whole like pretty much gist of your podcast, Hello CEO. It's like stepping <laughs> into your CEO role, not like stepping into like you are the only person you are as a business. Like you are sure. like, yeah, more yeah. than that.
1: I, I actually have – that podcast has been through so many rebrands. I like apologize to all my <laughs> l- listeners. They're probably like, what am I listening to at this point?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but all I mean, good.
1: It comes natural to me, so I'm like, why don't I just talk about the thing that I've already been talking about with the wrong name? So, but, <laughs> um, okay. So for you, Krista, I actually want to ask you a fun question. I like this question, and I think I've asked somebody else this before. But like, what is your favorite animal?
0: <laughs> oh, I have a dog. <laughs> you could probably he's in the back right there.
1: Oh, he's laid out.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a. He's a 110-pound golden retriever, um, but he causes a lot of stress in my life, actually. Very big and very furry. (laughs) So Uh, I'm pretty much vacuuming all day. (laughs) You're
1: like, I love him, but he's the worst. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm actually not really like a big animal person.
1: Like, okay, not an animal that you keep, but like one that you like or think is cute. Like, my daughter loves penguins, or I love like pandas. So, like you literally like know it nothing, like, not even a snake or an iguana,
0: or my sister has a tortoise, and it was um in her backyard on Sunday. <laughs> and I was just very concerned that I was going to step on it. <laughs> but I That's thought what it was I think really is cute. Here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's called its name is Pliny from the beer but I would like got close and I was like oh my god I almost stepped on it <laughs> oh my god. That was-
1: yeah but That's I mean terrifying. animals are obviously
0: very cute it just I'm not the biggest like oh my god I want to pet every dog type of person no me neither I
1: actually love dogs but I'd rather
0: than they not kiss me I'd yeah. rather, yeah, yeah. I'd rather. <laughs> um but- okay one question then for you um sure. What are you looking forward to most this upcoming year? Personal or business?
1: Going on vacation. <laughs> so, I am a recovering workaholic and oh. I have worked my entire life oh. and have never gone on a vacation, like without work, like left wow. my laptop. Wow. Uh, my goal is actually to eventually take a sabbatical and at least for a couple weeks, if not a year. Ooh. but <laughs> my goal is to have my business and automation and to like help others um yeah just i that's why i really love like what i did with the coaching like we're still get. i think we're they're graduating next month but uh-huh. um like just the whole process is like being able to really invest in people and watch them grow like with weddings it's like one and done unless i have babies but i, I I love kids. I love my kids, uh-huh. but I'm not going to photograph babies. I, I, Newborns make me nervous, even though I've had uh-huh. two. So it's like they're, they, they go on and like they're gone, right, until the next yeah. wedding and the next wedding. But like when you're like investing in students and like watching them grow and helping them with these milestones, it's like, wow, I could do this literally forever. It's never – it doesn't even feel like work for me. I, I actually – Like, that's how I know that that's the thing I'm supposed to do because it doesn't exhaust me. It doesn't mentally drain me. It actually, like, gives me momentum. I always get a B12 smoothie, and I'm, like, good for the rest of the day. So um, those are my two goals.
0: (laughs) I love that. What are your goals? You know that mind shift thing I was telling you about? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very focused on this three-day mini course I'm putting out. I'm actually going to record my last day. After we speak, um, so the first day is like shifting the mindset of photographers. Like you don't have to do mm-hmm. it all. Second day is like my signature approach, um, kind of like you like finding the perfect client avatar, and then how to like, um, you know, how to communicate that. And then the third day um, is. Or the second day is also like how to get the leads on autopilot with like social selling and like attraction marketing. Mm-hmm. And third day is about how to close them. And then I'm going to push um, like social selling ads to tho- to that mini course. So it's a really cool th- thing that I got going on because I feel like I don't have to do it all. Um, it's, it was the most freeing thing from this past, like everything I learned this past couple of years. Um, and that's kind of now what I'm shifting the mindset of a photographer is like, you don't have to do it all. Like stick with the script, stick with this, um, my method and you could like free your mind and do well in photography. So it's a very like freeing thing. I love that. I,
1: I love that, that freedom. That's actually my word of the year. It was thrive at first, but then I was like, oh uh-uh, girl, get off the hustle. I was like, I want freedom.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel that. Yeah. And then I'm just, yeah, so happy we had this powerful conversation. And I'm sure me and you are going to connect always and just encourage each other because we're the same person. I know, right? No, I of feel ways. like
1: you're the one person that's coming.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <no. laughs> I, I'm AAA coming. <laughs> I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh,
1: please, please be my AAA. No, yeah. this was so great. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you for having me on your podcast and vice versa. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear this. And um, there's just so much, there's so much good stuff in this. Like I'm actually going to listen to it for sure.
0: Can't wait. For sure. Thank you, Laura. Thanks. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, Wedding Pros.